Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, I used to be Brandon Wound Pickups. <laughs> All right. Hey, everybody, it's me, Todd Novak. <laughs> welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We are thrilled. Oh, oh, I'm so you thrilled. You are listening to our show. Yes. I've got uh, a good news for you. It's going to be a great one. What's that? Well, the show. This one? This one, indeed. Excellent. We have a very special guest on tonight. Um, and it's, I even made it a surprise to Tony and Jared. I almost boycotted and the show. And they both had the same exact response because <laughs> this person, who are you on the show? This is Michio Murakishi. Hey, Michio! Michio! We've said his name for an awful long time. Uh, he's a great friend and supporter of our show. Yes, he is. Um, and, and, and aside from just that, um, you know, lots of back and forth through social and, and um, anyways, it's, it's been great to, you know, virtually get to know him over the years. And uh, we're really thrilled to have him on the show tonight. So there you Thank go, you. as I'm I speak so to you to, third I'm, person. I'm happy to be here. Uh, I just want to express my gratitude to you guys for having me um, because, you know, I, there's nothing I love more than talking gear. Excellent. That's, All right. You, you're in the same club. Yes. <laughs> Where you belong. Yes, except a lukewarm gravy boat. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> when the skin forms on the top. Oh, you know? that's gross. <laughs> Anyways, uh, on next um, on this week's gravy uh, podcast, uh, yeah. hey, so <laughs> the we, film. So, Michio, you have been a supporter of our show since June twenty third, twenty twenty one. That's a long time. You actually remembered that date? I did. Wow! Because of my wow. Wonderhead Super Brain. Ah, Super Brain, and right. my notes. <laughs> right. So. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, nicely um, done. And uh, he is a grand poobah. Yes. And reaps right. all the benefits of the grandpa. Actually, you, you just won that pedal. Does, That's right. Uh, Michio, are you wearing yeah. your fez? Well, you know. Just we, say yes. We, it's in the moving box. It's, it's, I know it's in that. the moving boxes, yeah. Yeah. He is all moving. right. I, I will give you a pass this one time. We've got a few things to get off uh, our chest here. Yes. From, from, from as far as like, uh, you know, right. announcements right. and stuff. Um. So our recent episode with Henry Cash mm-hmm. yielded great results, and we got great feedback. And oh, Henry yeah. is just a super, super duper good dude out there in the guitar world. Yes. Um, following that, uh, and and he's arguably not most well known, but very well known for his specific guitars. Mm-hmm. Um, not only being three strings, but mm-hmm. uh, being the Parsons builds. Oh, I love those guitars. That's the bat, right? That's the bat, and uh, they're you know they're all handmade and all that business. And uh, so I reached out to Parsons Guitars, and Parsons Guitars is going to be on the show. Nice, yes, excellent. That's outstanding. Well done, Todd. Thanks, I appreciate it. We do have a really great lineup moving forward over the next like six episodes um, that I have got lined up, which I'm very happy about. So. Um, and on that note, you know, we don't know all the builders out there. Like, there's still loads of builders that that I run across. I'm like, wait, who's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? Like lantern uh, manufacturing. 
Oh, yes. Oh, uh, that's, they, that's coming up soon, yeah, right? That's, that's absolutely right. Ran into that a couple weeks ago. I was like, never seen this. Don't know it. So if you are out there going, why haven't you had this person on the show? Or I love this brand or whatever, or this particular uh, mover and shaker, please let us know. And I will reach out to the people. I always reach out to them. Not everybody wants to do this thing that we do. You know, I will be on the Lantern show. Yes. Oh, that's good. That's good to know, Jared. Uh, all right. So anyways, let's get moving on, um, especially since people are still recovering from the Marathon Marshall uh, uh, episode. I'm still recovering oh. from the Marathon Marshall. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I got, hopefully, I've got, hopefully I've got you my forgive notes us right for the here. slip that I fixed in that first episode. Oh, I didn't Jared's hear a thing. Here, surprisingly. Let's didn't make this a really long one. Yeah. All right. So anyways, let's get on what's going on in our music world this week. We're going to start out with the svelte-looking Svelte? Yes. Must be my uh, Your champion Lecky. Champion Lecky shirt. shirt that I'm wearing. Yes. Uh, the, 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 the Svelte and besmirched Tanya Blonsky. Hmm. I don't know if I like the besmirched. Yeah, it's all right. Go with it. I'll take the Svelte. Make something he, out of I'll it. Make the, I'll take the Svelte. I just learned to Start accept Start talking, Tanya. Well, Todd, uh, this week... This is the, I love surprises when they come in the mail, don't you? I do. I, I mean, got one today too. I got one today too. Yeah. Um, or was that yes? No, that was yesterday that I, that I, I did. Okay. So um, I, a while back we had uh, Acorn amplifiers on. Yes, they're coming back on the show. Oh, he's doing so much stuff, and I was like, man, come back on the show. Let's talk about the new stuff. Well, that's it. This is even more timely now. Mm-hmm. So uh, so Tyler at, at Acorn. Uh, I get a, a message on uh, Instagram. It says, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. I just found this package that I was supposed to send to you about a year ago. <laughs> and I'm thinking he's going to you know, maybe send a T-shirt or something like that. And then I forgot that we he had He did. Talk- he sent a whole box of them, I know. actually. We gave yeah. away several. I have one. Yes. Uh, but, you know, a year goes by and, you know, the brain fades. Yes. And I forgot that we had talked about um, these circuit board pick guards that he uh, put together for tellies and strats and SGs. Mm-hmm. And um, I, as uh, you know, I, I went to the post office like I usually do, and I feel this heavy package from Acorn Amps, and I said, oh, that's no T-shirt. Well, Tyler was kind enough to send these very, very cool uh, Telecaster, I think there's a Strat and a couple of SG guards. This actually looks like a real circuit. I think it is a real circuit. I think if you populated this, you oh would gosh. have something. A I huge pedal. I don't know. It's got some diodes in it and different... I'm going to have to get in touch with Tyler. Maybe when he's on the show, we can talk about that. There's like a hundred resistors in this thing. Yeah. It's like all resistors. No, there's Almost. diodes. Diodes up on the top. Diodes, cathodes, electrodes, nomalodes, generators, oscillators. Make a circuit with me. And a partridge in a pear tree. So I got in touch with my buddy Pat up at Coop Guitars. I said, hey, Pat, you got any telly bodies that you're not doing anything with? So I'm going up uh, up there to visit him this week, and I'm going to make a, 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 a Telecaster out of at least one nice. of these. Nice. Um, so one caveat, and, and Tyler said caveat. this too. Caveat? What are you, Canadian? <laughs> caveat. Eh? <laughs> Um, it's caveat. Caveat. <laughs> caveat. Uh, 
he said that you know the, the file that he used to cut these weren't exactly a hundred percent right. And mm. I think the screw hole pattern's off a little bit, but I compared these, the Telecasters at least, to my what I call my standard template, and it's pretty darn close. So I think if you're building a, from a you know an unscathed body, um, this will work just fine. So that's what I'm going to do. So I'm going to put at least one together. Fun. Fun. I have an idea. You always have an idea. I know, but I we'll talk about it later. Okay. Oh, all right. So that's, uh, so yeah, I, like I said, I love getting surprises like that in the mail, good surprises, and I can't wait to monkey around. But yeah, I do, I'm, I'm kind of curious to see what that circuit is. Um, are you going to yeah. put it together? Are you going to populate it? That's what they say on the street. I would, I'm not the one that's going on a guitar, but well, I no. might if, it, if it's a real that circuit. That would beat the crap out of your hands. Uh, yeah, having, uh, <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't. Well, it's okay. I'm going to put it backwards. Uh, I'm not... <laughs> I'll populate the bottom. Yeah. I don't know if that would work. Yeah. Anyhow, that's my music oh, world this week. All right. Michio, how about you? Well, in my music world, it's mainly been about my new guitar. Um, so everybody knows how uh, that, that's kind of like a special thing when you get a new guitar. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, and so I've been getting to know this guy. Um, it is a Gibson SG. Oh, it's a gentleman, Standard, not a lady. Sixty-one. Um, you know, I'm I'm back in the loving arms of Gibson. Basically, I had a yeah. little, I strayed a little, man, and I got a Strat. Um, <laughs> and you know, that was just a weird kind of experience. But like, if that's what you're into, I guess it's cool. But Todd's no, really I into just, Strats. We need something to put your dirty clothes on. <laughs> I, it's you know what it is. I mean, it's just it's the it's the build, um, the craftsmanship, kind of like the, you know, in the humbuckers, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and also, I I like those slim taper necks. Like, oh, I yeah. really like those. Like, I sort of came up, I think, not unlike a lot of people on, you know, like Epiphones. Um, yeah. And I feel like almost all Epiphones have that kind of real slim neck profile. So I feel right at home with this SG. So. You, you know what? I had, uh, uh, and this is when I realized I really am not as much of a fan of them. Um, I bought a sil- this when they, they did a really short run of silver. SGs, hmm. um, and on, on uh, Epiphone ones, and I and I got one because I don't know, I yeah, was, whatever. Uh, and it had, I mean, that thing literally was the the fat end of a baseball bat. I could not really? believe how thick really? that neck was, and and I hated it. <laughs> yeah, and, and it neck it just dropped to the floor every time, and I'm like, I hate this guitar. So then I sold it. Yeah, that's why I had to get rid of my. Um, I sold my three thirty five, um, which actually has a custom pick guardian me. pick guard on it. Um, nice. And uh, I sold that because that neck is just a, like a baseball bat. And yeah. as much as I love the tone I could get out of the thing, it like I couldn't play it as fluidly. I mm. felt like. Yeah, sometimes I mean I I like a, a pretty beefy neck, but I can see where. I mean, it tires well, out. Mission your hand. accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> it even has a hole in it that you can put food in. Womp, womp. <laughs> Feed me. I'm hungry. No, but that's you know, and it, it is funny uh, because there are some people that you wouldn't expect uh, 
with like a beefy neck like that. Um, but they're, you know, and they're going up and down the, the thing. Well, St- Stevie Ray Vaughan, he had a, wasn't his like, he had like a super thick neck and, and like, like really heavy strength. 12s or 14s yeah. or something goofy yeah, like I, that. Now, if you're, if you're SRV loyalist, please don't. You just put down your rocks. Okay. Rocksfortod.com. Yeah, but I'm, as I recall, my yeah, my, no, it's my super brain wonderhead recalls but then, that. But but then you take you know a guy like Billy Gibbons who plays like eight and a halfs. Right. I mean, it's he's and and he said that he got his, you know, he used to play heavier strings and then BB uh, King or some one of that. Yeah, it was BB King. Well, he only plays one string. So I yeah, know. he said. I don't know. I don't know why you're, you're working so hard, <coughs> so hard playing. Yeah. Like, put just some light like strings this. on there. Feels <laughs> <laughs> gone. <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you one thing with the SG. I've been playing a lot of Wolf Mother lately. I don't oh know yeah, that's, that's good stuff. Coincidence uh, or not, but it probably is. Yeah. Now, you're, are you slinging it up high or down low? Well, so you know the one thing about the SG that because I never had an SG before, and the one kind of knock on it, if there was a knock that I would hear, you know, on the street, was like it hangs funny. Yeah, because it'll flip the over. Stra- yeah, like the strap, but it doesn't have. I guess they were original. Maybe. This is true. They originally had that big vibrato kind of thing on it, which kind of balanced it out. Mm. Um, but without that counterbalance, I I have a, you know, I use uh, strap locks and I have a kind of, you know, sturdy leather strap that I, I always use. And um, it's everything's working great. Yeah. yeah. Now, Jared is a bit of a aficionado on the SG. Yeah, I know a lot about those. Oh, man. Um, but, uh, Jared, can you, uh, verify that, uh, were they, um, were they originally with the, did they originally come with a vibrato? Yes. The very first, um, came with the vibrato and they used the vibrato until they did. I would say the mid seventies. And that was, that was a sideways standard. So it started out okay. Well, let's get specific then. It started <laughs> okay. out with a sideways vibrato. It was very mechanical, very large, um, and it did not stay in tune very well. They even had they even had their uh, ABR one bridges machined underneath to be able to rock along with the strings when you use a vibrato mm, so the wow. strings would stay in the same place on the actual uh saddles and they stopped doing that because i mean it was just nothing really worked um then they went to the uh vibrola and they they did the, the ebony block the, right the, the, after the vibrola is the folding one right Vibrola Maestro Vibrola. Vibrola. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like they the, started like the out spring. with just the spring. We all know the, the Maestro Vibrola with that long metal tailpiece that has like yeah. the the But but I'm saying is that the one that had the hinge where it folded back, the actual arm of it? No. The one with the hint the hingy one is a Bigsby and they started they actually used Bigsby's on some early sixties um all what? the way up till Gibson wow. had a copy of a Bigsby name. I don't, I don't know who he had make those. Um, I don't know if they were Bigsby copies or if they were actual Bigsbys that Gibson, because Gibson had Gibson named Bigsby type 
Fabrolas in the early 70s. And yeah. that's when you found them. So they went from the – and I can go as deep as you want, but just in the spirit of moving on, uh, <laughs> went from really giant, clunky, early sideways vibrato, then went to Maestro Vibrola uh, with the ebony block. And then the ebony block was too expensive to keep making, so they – used a metal piece that went all the way down to the bottom of the guitar and it looks cool. Uh, and they used that up until early seventies and then they switched over to, uh, basically the, the Bigsby looking vibratos until, you know, and they, and you see them use all throughout Gibson history, those type of Bigsby's, but those are the best ones. And then they reissued them. What? Like 99, I think. Or maybe uh, a little later than that. Um, and the old metal like that they used in the 60s, those springs are better than the new. The new, like, um, and I'm talking about the Maestro Vibrato. The Maestro's with the giant, the one giant spring, it acts as a spring. It's just a big folded piece of metal. Spring um, metal. Spring metal. You'll the, the original old stuff from the 60s uh, seems to work better than the new kind of metal. Yeah. You know, Todd, you I really think really get down into the, to, to the, uh, you know, weeds. Right. You know. Todd. So I think what when you're talking about the folded one, I think you're, that, that is, that's the, the, the sideways, sideways one. one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Although yeah. the, um, on the maestro, um, the arm does kind of swing out of the way too, kind of yeah. like, like you would have on a Bigsby. I do like the tail, the trapeze cover on the sideways it's Arola cool. way more. Oh, it looks really yeah. cool. Yeah. Super cool. cool. Yeah. Well, that's very interesting stuff, gentlemen. Um, and How about you, Jared? Did you name? Wait, did you name the guitar yet? Are you a guitar namer? I am a guitar namer. This one does not have a name yet, so it'll um, it'll come to me. Just go to the gift store and get the little tiny license plate that says Steve. (laughs) SG. (laughs) Name it Cherry. That's a good one. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, what color is it? Cherry? It's cherry, yeah. All right, cool. Perfect. Can I do my thing? No. Please. (laughs) Jared, what's going uh, on in your world this week? So uh, still working at Gibson. Love it there. Uh, I was... Was there ever any doubt? Is that an update? I, I'm just saying, well, I'm, I'm just easing into my little announcement. Okay, on my, all right. A few weeks ago, some uh, new pickups came out of uh, Gibson. We launched some new pickups, and and uh, a few of them are our designs uh, our designs that, that I worked on, which would be the Dirty Finger SM and the Underwounds. What does the uh, SM stand for? <laughs> Is single magnet, okay. so a dirty fingers traditionally have three magnets, and I took out the two side magnets to give it more of a mid punch growl. Ooh, wow, is this an original yeah. design, Jared? Yes. Do you have the wow? Patent? That's exciting. It's a patent. We just yes. we're Gibson. We do whatever we want. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm I'm just kidding. Yeah, we. I'm I'm sure all of our legal stuff is. So it's so in point, yes. in fifty years, there's going to be a podcast that's going to be arguing who came up with the the dirty, dirty fingers S M. Yeah. yeah. Well, that I mean, surprised me. I, you know, me and the team, and it was approved, and nice. So I I worked on it. So right. yes, um, I'm not going to say it was just Jared's design. I the team did it. So sure. uh, 
Yeah. Sure. So the 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 underwound the team did underwound it. series, uh, the custom bucker fifty seven and the P ninety underwound uh, dog ear and soap bar available. Um, just less windings, less output, um, with the same amount of magnetic power gives you more, you know, clarity, more highs. So if you know, and I recommend those in the rhythm position. So it it, it doesn't sound. Um, as muddy you know too too muddy if, if i if like you that think it sounds muddy yeah so some guitars sound different than others you know we all know the guitar weights different and all that kind of thing so you have different uh let's say personalities to you know with different guitars even if they're the same model so maybe some guitars it might be dark you know naturally dark yep get some underwounds for that rhythm position yep uh, and brighten that thing up so that that was my whole idea towards that Nice. Let's let's just um, you know for for uh, people who may not understand what that terminology means, um, that phraseology. You mind your phraseology? <laughs> um, dark. Let's talk um, about that real quick for those that might not understand that. Just yeah. So there's bright and dark sounding. Uh, bright is with lots of trouble. Dark is more bassy. Okay. And it, it may not, you may not get a nice clear, uh, as a, as a clear tone as you want in that rhythm position. Mm-hmm. It may sound really, really mid strong, like the Dirty Finger SM. So it's supposed to, but the guitar naturally may sound a little different than, you know, your, a few other guitars that, that have the normal pickups with the normal windings that do sound good. Yeah. Uh, and and to, and to be clear, I mean, sometimes the the wood that's used, and typically, like let's just say an SG, mahogany yeah. tends to be a darker sounding wood, oh, naturally yeah. acoustically than like maple, or alder or ash that you would find yeah. in fenders. Is so, that because it holds its the resonation a little bit more? I think it has a lot to do with the cell structure and uh, just. I mean, that's it's just a. a Darker wood. Okay. All right. What about the what about the grain? I've always wondered about that because you hear people say like uh, that's that's old growth right there. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you you know, I mean, we could really dive into this, and I mean, basically, like the old '60s bodies were mostly one piece bodies, and that's always going to sound. I and think, old trees, like actual old well, trees. Well, yeah, they were able to actually bring in logs that they could saw a full body with. <laughs> Hundreds of years old and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe thousands. Thousands, maybe. Um, but yeah, I think, it, and, and some people will tell you the tighter the grain, uh, the brighter the sound. I mean, sometimes the broader grain, uh, it, you know, that you see on a lot of the old growth mahogany, um, that it has a little more darker tone. Mm. But you know, it's it's that's interesting. It's, yeah, I think uh, you know, in general, and that's one of the reasons that that on Les Pauls Gibson capped uh, the mahogany bodies with maple, right. is to help brighten the uh, the sound of the guitar up a little bit. How about oh, that? Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. So so we we have a few things out that uh, you know maybe some people would like to try. And uh, your old good. buddy Jared had his hand into it. So now, can you uh, can people just order those through Gibson or through Gibson dealers, or how does that they work? They can order those through their favorite dealer. Uh, that is a Gibson dealer, like Sweetwater or Guitar Center, or um, maybe maybe Sweetwater is a better way to go on that. Or you can go to Gibson.com. Cool. 
uh, or uh, yeah, they're gonna have them at the Gibson Garage. No, we we don't have pickups in the Gibson Garage. Do it. I know. I uh, start stomping your feet, Jared. Tell them you want you want pickups in there. Well, actually, it's got to be everybody else to go in there and tell them that. So I ordered. Wait, save this for the next one. That was a really long one already. No, just real quick. No, it, no, save it because you need it because it'll be perfect. Try. It'll be perfect for the next one because he's coming on. Save no, it. not that one. Different pedal. Are you having electro harmonics on? No, but you want to save that one okay. for later because you know. No. Don't don't. Uh, yeah. All right. All right. All right. Don't I'll play your whole hand right now. Dude, I've got a lot of stuff to talk That's about. good, That's you should come on and that talk about it more that That's was what I like to hear Yeah, yeah. Well I about you? Yeah, I, I found uh, This Interesting post from a person That I actually follow he's, he's now kind of like coupled with this other guy So I've mentioned this before Scott's bass lessons, I'm sure many of you Have seen him mm. Um, and he has his his sort of like counterpart who is oddly like him. Uh, they're doing a lot of work together. Is his name Scott? Too? His name is Martin Allison. Hmm. They're both bass players. They're both phenomenal. They both have fantastic content. They're really, really good at what they do. Mm -hmm. um, and from a, it doesn't matter if you're like really experienced or a beginner. Somehow they manage to talk about bass and and bass playing from an angle that allows anybody to access it they're very very good at what they do anyways this one happened to be he was talking about uh creating a swell effect uh or no what he said a, a um a oh, what it called a platform i think it was a platform creating a platform during a song and i was like what's a platform i i think that's the word he said um and it's basically it's creating an effect that gets you into like another stage of the song. And I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Not just an effect for like wow sake, but an actual like one that makes sense and, and is really effective. And I thought that's very interesting. Let me find out more. And he happened to be talking about creating a swell in an effect. Um, in this case, it was a delay on a bass, and it's and it's swelled up and then cut off and it brought you back into the next part of the song which basically elevated the whole song and i was like i that's i want to learn more and then uh yeah that was that was the main thing and then i realized he was playing you doing it on an hx stump and i was like well now i gotta contact him about a stumper so oh yeah i'm trying to get the one out his way oh, so that'd be really cool yeah um but anyways if that sounds interesting to you you can go to i am martin allison all one word on instagram and you i promise you you will probably learn something i'm not a bass player but when i do pick up bass a lot of times before i even start playing i will go and just listen to either him or scott any of their recent content and it usually gives me a little something to do with it anyways Really great stuff. I appreciate that those guys are out there making um, such great stuff. Cool. Uh, so that was me. Yeah. But I big pop out. So I might actually employ that into my current set because we've got three shows coming up to round out the year. And, um, oh, you're going to play bass now? Uh, no. No. <laughs> um, but bass I, and guitar. Yeah. One at in the each same hand. Time. Yeah. 
Michelangelo uh, Batia. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's see him do that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, so what's interesting is when you're playing bass and the guitar at the same time, you know what you really need? Uh, if I had a guess off the top of my head, tour gear design patch cables. I, it's like you read my mind. Uh, it is amazing. Um, yes, tour, tour gear design patch cables won't actually help you play guitar and bass at the same time. But, but they will connect your pedals in a, in the most delightful way. Mm. Uh, and it, it, very, very easy on your wallet and extremely reliable as well as, and I can't stress, stress this enough, the range of lengths yes. and configurations yes. are so incredibly helpful to building the board that you want. You don't have to build your board arrangement around the the uh, uh, standard patch cables that you use. You can mm -hmm. customize it to no end from three inch to like, I believe 24 inch. So, yes. you know, as Dick Van Dyke would say, yes, it's a jolly holiday with tour gear design cables. It is, it is. and that's the second uh, Mary Poppins reference in, in one little <laughs> shtick, uh, which my daughter was watching and I was, I was a bit upset this morning is when I got back from work, actually, not this morning, but this afternoon, because that's my favorite movie of all time. Yeah, and, really? And she's like, well, I, I wanted to watch it. I'm sorry. I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, this has nothing to do with Tour Gear Designs patch cables, but you know what does? What? You can go and enter your coupon code, put in theguitarnobs.com. No, all, just theguitarnobs. All lowercase, all, all lowercase. one word. And you're going to save an extra 10%. That is correct. So thank you so much to Tour Gear for sponsoring our Four in the Floor. Jared? <laughs> Did you forget already? No, you're making me to start to smile and laugh. I can't do it. I have to, to be okay. All right. Let me get a little bit of this. No, you can do better. No, that one's good. No, better. No, one, two, one, two, three, four on the floor. All right, Michio Murakishi, give us your four on the floor. Well, I'm gonna have to start off um, with kind of a strange one, I think, but it's the. Um, MXR micro amp. Oh, no, that's a good um, one. That's a yeah, that's an old a, standby. And um, what I like about it is you can kind of use it however you want, really. Um, and the way I use it is basically if I'm really liking a sound, um, I will just put that pedal behind it and just juice it up a little, you know, make it a little. Um, even more of what it is. So mm -hmm. that's what I use it for. But I know other people, like, you know, people use it at the end, people use it at the beginning, people use it for all kinds of things. So that's my first one. Now, that is, that is technically, it's kind of hard to describe exactly what this is. Is it a boost? Is it a preamp? And because they market it as an amp, I think a lot of times it gets lumped into the, you know, preamp zone. Right. What do your what is your take on that? Um, I mean, I think if that's what you're going for, maybe there are like um, better things. I guess I just never really use it um, for that because if I first heard about it because I know like either Albert Hammond Jr. or Nick Valencia from The Strokes use it at the end of their pedal chain. Um, 
as like kind of a you know an additional additional boost probably yeah, i mean or boost, just yeah. gain stage because i think it's it, based on what we're looking at here it's you can uh have gain of up to 26 decibels that's insane that's very loud that's like a jet engine yeah, I've also used it like almost as like a volume knob for my board too. Mm. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because do you find that it colors your sound at all? A little bit. It's hard to describe though what exactly it's doing. You know. Hmm. Okay. But just, it just I makes just, it louder. Yeah, it's it's something that helps me. It 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 gets me excited to kind of tool around with things. So that's sort of why it always. I mean, it's beige. I mean, it's not the most exciting pedal in the world. <laughs> no, it's one knob and it's beige. But you, know? you could make it exciting. That's you right. just need paint. That's right. Ah, paint. Yeah. Why not? Do it. Yeah, I mean they're, they're brand new. They're ninety nine bucks, so it's not like you're going to get like some kind of huge resale off of that. Oh, half the paint in my on mine's gone anyway. So. Oh. Perfect. Because, you know, I use that dual lock for my pedal board. I don't mess around with Velcro. Oh, boy. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that stuff is, uh, you know, for, for those of you not familiar with duo lock, um, uh, that is like Velcro on steroids. And it is, uh, I mean, it literally locks your your uh, stuff into place. Um I've had I've gotten a few used pedals with that on the back, and I don't use dual lock on on my board, but uh, uh, it is something that I've considered. But then I realize I mess with my pedals way too much for that to be to, to be practical. So, yeah, less is more with that stuff too, and um, it can be tricky with you know, like something like a Boss pedal that doesn't have like a flat bottom. Yeah, um, it's hard to apply. Yeah, I understand. Uh, how about number two? Number two would be the uh, full tone OCD. Okay, OCD. Uh, it is just my probably just my favorite overdrive pedal because I first um, my setup at the time I got it was I had a three thirty five going through an AC fifteen. Oh wow! Um, and, yeah. yeah, and when I turned on the um, you know the OCD, it was like a freight train was coming through my apartment. Um, and I was like, okay, this is for me. That's cool. Um, Do so you that's what I like know what that. version you have? You know, I, I'm, whatever version I have, I like it a lot. Um, <laughs> that's the version I have, I think. It has the circular arrows around the, uh, the knobs or no? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's, if I believe that's version two on. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty it's a good one. sure. The 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 V ones didn't have the circular bits around the knobs, and that's why. Like, so if you see one of those and it's really cheap, nab it because those are yeah. actually really expensive. So, yeah, I mean, I think that pedal is going to go down as like the clan of our time. Interesting. Okay. That's a bold statement, but I think it's I think it's the you know, I think it's a really quality pedal, um, and it's very unique. Yeah. Uh, and just so you guys understand, when I'm saying they're expensive, uh, comparatively, you can pick up anything past version one and it will, you can usually get it for like 80 to 120 bucks, something like that. And like, uh, like a lot of used shops or even on, on um, uh, Reverb or something. And the version ones 
are, you know, going from like, mm, depending on what series. So like uh, a, a version one, like series three, anywhere from 200 to $350. It's kind of all over the place. Um, and some of these, uh, it, you know, there's when it gets into the series, the different types of series, like there's uh, V1 Series 7 or uh, 1.3 Series 7. So I think there's some a little wobbliness as far as like how old this actually is. But uh, if you see one without the circular arrows, that is one of the earliest ones. What if you get one with circular arrows and paint over the arrows? I think you might be able to tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, especially if it's like black paint. Uh, Anyways, uh, that's really cool. Um, you know, I did, I played around with the OCD for a while, and I I personally, I don't, I don't, I just couldn't get that to do the thing that I wanted it to do, and I, yeah. I ultimately traded it for actually something that I think was really cool. So, uh Anyways, number, number three. three. Well, I got to have um, a boss pedal in there. Uh, so I'm going with a boss TR2 uh, tremolo. Okay. It's, um, it is a very straightforward tremolo pedal. You know, there's so much stuff out there right now, like so much cool stuff that can do um, so many different things and, but but this is just like a basic tremolo, but it does something that I really like, which is you can basically dime the uh, the depth, and then you can switch from you know um, square wave between square wave and um, what's the opposite of square wave sine sine yeah sine wave. Um, so you can like I like to get I like to go all the way to the square. Um, shape and then it's you know it sounds like a strobe light but it's yeah. audio um for some i just love that effect i think i it's probably from um if you remember the rem album um monster yeah uh P peter buck was doing a lot of really cool things with like What's tremolo frequency, Kenneth? yeah and distortion in it like when i first heard that like the tremolo is just like the tremolo is like leading the song yeah you know and i thought that was just so cool so i've always been trying to capture that in a way and the tr2 is a tool that i always come back to to try to do that yeah i'm i'm right there with you um we have uh a song called boundaries uh valentinos do and uh not direct inspiration from what's the frequency kenneth but that that same effect the total like complete yeah. utter helicopter is the is like the ground foundation for uh the our song in that and uh it leads off with that which and i do love that kenneth song so maybe maybe right. i wasn't you know uh inspired <laughs> to a degree on that but uh it is just it's fun because it does nothing else sounds like it it's just like it's just a it's a great sound especially live like if you if oh you, yeah because you can like, feel oh, it man, you can feel it's, it it's great yeah so yeah i'm a fan of that um Number four. Number four would be the TC Electronic Flashback 2 Delay Pedal. Okay. Um, it's a kind of all-purpose delay pedal. Um, you know, it's pretty affordable. I think it's like under 300 bucks. Um, 
and it it just has um, you know maybe like a dozen or ten presets, um, but I really like the twenty two fifty delay it has on there, um, which I think is supposed to be modeled after like a famous rack mount delay unit that uh-huh. they made. Um, but what I like about it is it's it is like just the cleanest delay, if that makes any sense that I've ever heard. It's just like you play a thing. And it repeats that thing. Right. Um, and for me, I kind of use delay as kind of a, a creative tool to kind of hear additional things maybe that I wouldn't be hearing from just my plane. So I always like that that delay setting on the Flashback 2 because, you know, it was just so useful. So it was just right yeah. there at my f- uh, fingertips. TC uh, had a run uh, as sort of like the second version of themselves, as as I uh, understand it, where um, and they they kind of all had that notched uh, uh, yeah. enclosure. Yeah. And man, the amount of stuff they jammed into to each one of those uh, effects was remarkable. Uh, especially yeah, for even, the cost that you were paying, they they were cheap and they are loaded with stuff. Yeah, it has a this mash button they call it, which is kind of um, you know you can hold it down and it will do different things depending on the setting. Like it might do a swell or something. Uh-huh. So it you know it, it it like an expression pedal kind of um, built into it. Yeah. So yeah, I just I appreciate that pedal because it just it was one of those pedals that like i think everyone does that thing where like maybe they kind of take their board and then they make their kind of like you know their their little board um they're just the essentials board and like that flashback two is always on any board i have um there's a local builder uh they've actually been on the show uh, uh thimble wasp they do this really fantastic delay pedal uh, called the time lapse. It's kind of like they, you know, they took some of the effects of the 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 TC that we were just talking about and the Line Six DL4, um, and they just they they took a mishmash of of a bunch of these things and like the amount of stuff that you're able to do in that delay is pretty remarkable. And also, that I'm sus- I'm suspecting having not played the mash, but that mash will do like sort of um i guess randomish kind of things depending on which setting you have it on and it's really fun and and unique and uh very creative so if you're if if those of you who are looking for something like really crazy and fun to play with that is a great pedal the, the thimble wasp okay um so check that out um and that was the uh time lapse delay and also they've got one of those cool um they, they got a um a clear plate in between mm-hmm. the body and the metal plate and the LED lights up. So the whole pedal, the bottom lights up is really cool. So anyways, uh, that was a fantastic four on the floor at Michio. Much obliged for all of that. Um, and uh, some, some lively discussion, I think. Yes. Yes. Indeed. Now let's, let's talk about you. All right. Now you have you are a confessed gear nut, and That's we've right. connected on many things. Actually, did you get the thing I sent you? By the way, I did the Stone Roses uh, artifact um, that is going to be um, 
place somewhere in my new home that I just moved into. Awesome. Um, so that was a great moving in gift. Thank you. Yeah, you bet. I mentioned that on the show a while back, and I said, look, I, this, the love got spread to me, no pun intended. <laughs> that's, I, that's, that song is just unbelievable, by the way. Stone Roses, Love Spreads. If you have not heard that, oh, people, go immerse yourself. Anyways, uh, so I, got a, I, I mentioned before I got a couple artifacts from wait from when that album came out, and I felt selfish having both of them. And I knew one other person <laughs> who's as nutty about the early Brit rock as I am. And uh, so, anyways, cool. Glad that made it there before you moved. Yes, thank you. Um, so, as I mentioned, you uh, are a huge fan of that era of of music um, and, and all kinds of stuff. It's not like you're just stuck there. Um, and we've learned a lot about your uh, guitar choices and, and other things uh, as you've interacted with us along the way in social and responding to our episodes and everything. And so first and foremost, um, we want to acknowledge your contribution to the show and thank you sincerely for supporting uh, everything that we do here. Um, it really, truly does make a difference when we say that at the end of the shows, I can't stress that enough. We can't, this would be almost impossible to do without the help of our Patreon supporters. So thank you so much. And thank you guys. I mean, this is, this is, um, you guys are f helping form a community, uh, which to me, I mean, that's the most important part of this. You know, that's why I'm involved. Um, because, um, you know, it's, uh, the world, um, operates differently, I think now than it did maybe when I was growing up and, um, you guys make it easy to kind of be part of that community for, you know, someone like me, um, who's not the most tech savvy or whatever, but, um, I appreciate it. And I, I'm sure all the others do too, that, that listen regularly. Awesome. Well, thank you. We, we do appreciate that. Um, especially Jared. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh so let's talk about um some of the, the well you started with your guitar that you just got. Um what uh what is your what's your like um if you could have snap your fingers and have any guitar. I know that's really wide open, but what was the first thing that came to mind? Uh probably uh a Gibson ES355. Uh -huh. The Noel special. That's the Noel Gallagher guitar. Oh. Um, but it's not just because it's a Noel guitar. I'm a Gibson guy. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm focused on Gibsons. And that particular guitar is one of the few uh, semi-hollows that have like a really thin neck profile. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the kind of neck I like. And so to have the kind of marry the two, the, the semi-hollow body with that thin neck. I mean, um, that's all I need. And it has the veritone knob on it, right? I mean, yeah, I don't even know what that does. It looks kind of cool, um, but I'm sure I would figure out how to use it. So, Tony, uh, help us out with the the, the veritone knob, which is uh, sort of a, yeah, a it's, cool it's, feature. It's on kind one. of a multi-position uh, rotary switch that has a series of 
Oh, capacitors, and uh, I think, the, isn't there also one of those big uh, indu- in, induction coils? The really old ones have those, the, yeah. Inducer. And um, it's just there to provide different kind of preset tones, I guess, if you will. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, But I got to think it's one of the high, like the best quality guitars that Gibson ever made because I feel like they put all of their kind of luxury appointments on this guitar like they didn't spare any it's got like an ebony fretboard mm-hmm. you know like it's like a higher model yeah. triple binding like all kinds Absolutely. of crazy stuff yeah, yeah and it's got it's gold hardware uh, right and the uh vibrato on it so we're looking at one on on reverb right now uh, it's a 71 ES 355 TD. I don't know what the TD stands Tony for. Tony Dudzik. Oh, perfect. <laughs> um, and it has the... Uh, now, that is a stereo electric guitar. Yeah, they did make some of them with with a stereo output. Wow. Um, but and the that's $9,000. So. Yeah. I mean, so the yeah. thing... like, So a 335 is probably the... Uh, in, in in terms of, you know, an, uh, an archtop uh, double cutaway... That's probably we'll call it the base model, even though it's it's still pretty high up in the food chain. But I mean, by the time you get to the three forty five or the three fifty five, uh, both of those have bound guards instead of like a five ply pick yes. guard. Right. Uh, deluxe everything. You know, they, yeah, they were they were the true upper echelon of the the three hundred series. Yeah. You know, it'd be really interesting if they released an Epiphone version of that, which would be. Very close <laughs> to the Sheraton, yeah. except with a varicone knob in it. Yeah, I think there might be one. Really? Yeah. Do I? Really? Am I? Do I not know that? Um, <laughs> I guess I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if so. it has the varicone, but I thought there was a. Uh, isn't there a Noel Gallagher? Um, there, uh, no, that ask, was. You're asking the right guy, actually. Uh, this is the one area of guitars where I do have some knowledge, <laughs> and I think the Noel Gallagher one was the Supernova. Oh, which was, more like a Riviera. Which is right, more like a Riviera, um, but it had the 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 tailpiece with like the two different length. Uh, yeah, those are P90s. Right? Well, it's actually a Sheraton. It's not a Riviera. Oh, but it had the okay. trapeze and it had mini humbuckers. Mini humbuckers. Yeah, oh, mini minis. Humbuckers. Yes. Uh, and well, it was a, and it was a hardtail. And it had. Uh, diamond, I mean, not a hardtail, but and it, it, had, it didn't have a. Trim, uh, trim, uh, vibrato on it, obviously, because it's got a trapeze. Diamond F-holes in it. No. And a six-in-line no, headstock. No, no, <laughs> Anyways, wow. We just uncovered Charity. a whole bunch of good stuff on there. Um, so you can clearly see the things that we care about. Well, no, well there, is, yeah, right. there is the Joe Bonamassa Signature 355. That is true. That is true. Uh, let's see. And now that one, though, is... It doesn't have the Veritone knob on it, um, so it's basically not exactly what we're talking about. But it does have the bound guard and everything like that. So, mm-hmm. um, anyways, yeah, a world of different things that you can get. You can also probably just go put one on your favorite. You, I, you could put one on your Sheraton or your three fifty five if you really wanted to. Thirty five. I mean, those assemblies aren't cheap, though. I'm sure they're not, especially if you get the one that has the inductance. Yeah. My Jack Cassidy bass has that on it. Mm-hmm. And it's actually really cool. I like it a lot hmm. because just like a flip is like a yeah. completely different tone. Huh. And it's really neat. And it just kind of like rounds out the bassiness. So it doesn't, it's it's not 
exactly like just a tone sweep kind of knob thing. You know, it's there's you know. No, there are specific stops. Yeah, there's specific stops, but those stops have to do with uh, what? The rotary switch. Yes. Which is connected to the... Leg bone. Yes. <laughs> Anyways. All right, enough about this nonsense. <laughs> We're clearly getting into water that we should not be treading in. <laughs> Anyways, um, it's just one of the cool doodad features, man. Uh, so I, I echo your sentiment that we got... We're starting to talk about about 10 minutes ago. Meet you. Um, so... What were we talking about? Is the guitar that... Oh, the is, guitar, yes. Yes, yes. is Dream Guitar. Nice. Yes, yes, indeed. Well, there you go. Um, how did you actually stumble into guitar? Um, yeah, so it coincidentally, it, um, it involved Oasis. Um, I was like 18 years old. I was like a freshman in college. It was the fall of 1995, and I heard some dude playing Wonderwall down the hall. And, um, you know, that song basically starts out with just the acoustic guitar, right? Yeah. Um, and so when I'm hearing it, I'm like, this dude is playing it exactly like the real song. I got to find out who this is and like, learn how to do this. Um, and basically he taught me like how to play guitar, like Noel Gallagher in, I mean, it didn't take long, but <laughs> I learned the basics and, you know, G, C, D, E minor, A minor. It's cowboy chords. Um, I mean, cowboy chords. Right. And with Noel Gallagher, you learn those uh, sus chords pretty quick. You got to have um, a capo. <laughs> and you got to have a capo. Right. Um, and right. You learn uh, pentatonic scale and boom, you got it. Yeah. Noel Gallagher. But that's how I um, started out. And I just... Um, just dove into it real deep for, you know, probably 10 years following that. Yeah. You know, there's, there's a few bands that I can think of where I, I can tell you exactly, like I could drive, you could, I could put a Google planet pinpoint on the exact square footage of the street that I was on when I first heard a specific thing that immediately hooked me where I was like, I'm yours. You got me. One of them, yeah, it's real special. It is when that happens. It is one of them was uh, Cherub Rock from Smashing Pumpkins. Nice. And the other one is Morning. Uh, what's the story? Morning Glory from uh, yeah. from Oasis. Um, and it was really interesting because it was introduced. Uh, it it wasn't at at um, full play yet. It was introduced by Rodney Bingenheimer. Uh, oh right, the famous DJ. Yeah, in Cal- when I was, I grew up in California, so I was that made sense where I was hearing it, and uh, it, it completely blew me away. And I was, I was just like, okay, I'm, I'm in, I am in. And yeah, I will say this in defense of, uh, sorry, in defense of Oasis. Um, you know, like a lot of guitarists say, you know, there's a lot of basic stuff going on there and whatever, but. For me, that was how that was my entryway um, yeah. into learning, especially for someone who had no music musical background. Uh, it was a very accessible way of like playing. So I'm not, you know, I'm not into it for his <laughs> technical playing ability. You know, I oh, yeah. want to see that. I'm gonna go see someone else, but that guy can definitely inspire me with his melodies. You know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It is you hit the nail on the head. The accessibility, um, 
is what kind of captivated a lot of people about that. Not only the guitar playing, but the, the just the lyrics and the songwriting. I mean, it was just it was just one of those magic chemistries of things that happened. Um, and it, it it's it was just fun. I remember when you joined uh, and supported, like you immediately were yeah. were like echoing that, and I was like, yes, I've got a compadre out there. I like it. <laughs> Yeah, whatever inspires people to pick up an instrument, I'm all for it, you know? Yep, absolutely. So from there, uh, you how did things progress? Well, so, yeah, I, I heard this guy playing Wonderwall, and I said I have to get myself a guitar. So I, I went out, and I got a Yamaha Pacifica. It was like a Telecaster knockoff-looking uh-huh. thing, and an Epiphone amp, uh, solid-state amp. Um, but I didn't have any effects pedals, so I would just kind of play through this, you know, this clean amp. And um, but anyway, it progressed to, um, you know, I started learning to play more, and then I started uh, writing songs and doing like open mics and stuff. Um, ended up, um, pl- you know, writing songs with a few different guys over the years and playing in like little kind of like duos and stuff. Um, and so, you know, I guess I probably, I don't think, I think this is pretty common with guitarists, but like in my thirties, I, I think I was like so focused on career and stuff that, you know, I just kind of thought maybe guitars for, maybe that's a, something in my past or it's not a mature thing to be doing with my time. Uh-huh. Um, but, but when the pandemic started, um, I was at home a lot, like a lot of other people, and I started listening to the podcast, um, the Guitar Knobs podcast, that is, and it sort of reignited my, you know, love affair with the guitar just as an instrument and then music in general. Um, and so since then, you know, I think I've made um, I made an album with a buddy of mine. Um, that we put together uh, a couple years ago. Um, and now I'm working on a kind of, I guess you'd call it like a solo thing. But I mean, it really what it is, is just me writing songs and recording them. And Todd, you said something once on an episode, which is, you know, you said kind of like kudos to anyone who can write a song, record it, and put it out there. Because... I mean, it is the hardest thing in the world to do. It takes time. It takes focus. And you got to, you know, you got to you gotta be in a, a, a balanced enough state to let those songs come out of you. Um, so, you know, that's all I'm trying to do. I, I got a hobby that's kind of hard. Um, you know, you never get things exactly the way you want them, but that's what keeps you coming back. Well said. Yes, indeed. I have a question for you. Yeah. You know I'm a pickup guy and that's mm-hmm. that's my living, man, pickups. So do you do you prefer a certain brand of pickups or are you just are you happy usually with what comes in to the guitar when you buy the guitar or what what's your deal with pickups? Yeah, I would say that um for the longest time I just had whatever came in my Epiphone brand guitar. Um, because I went through a big Epiphone period. Um, But, yeah, I guess I I will say the pickups matter when I'm buying a guitar because after that 
you know, I had a strap for a while and, um, like I just single coil pickups are not for me. Right. Um, but you know, it took me owning the thing to figure that out. But I think that's what you got to do. You just got to tinker. You could do all the research in the world you want. Like, but. so let me add though, if I, I always keep some strats and tellies around, uh, my arsenal because in uh, some There's recording no time to be talking about pasta. <laughs> so in, in some, yeah, that wasn't funny. Uh, <laughs> when I'm recording, you got to have like a really nice chugging along rhythm sound and nothing better than the strat for, for that yeah. kind of thing in some cases. And then, you know, for your, your main riff chords, like your power chords and your leads, man, nothing better than a, an Epiphone or a Gibson to, you know, to power that out because it's got that thicker, juicier sound coming out of the G- Gibson, but you have that, that really nice, bright, uh, you know, rhythm sound coming out of the Fender sounds too. So. Yeah, no, but I, to answer your question, Jared, I am a pickup guy and I will tell you yeah. the one pickup that like, they'll never, I haven't had this feeling since, but when I first played, um, a casino, uh, with those p90s oh uh, that, that thing just barked in a way that you know i was like this is cool um so i i gotta get a, a, a casino in my arsenal again for sure now do you think Very cool. do you like the uh i mean those casinos have the the big dog ear top mount right. metal yeah. metal covers do you find that different than popping in like a you know like a, a soap bar or something like that yeah, I'm going to tell you something. I don't. I actually don't like the soap bar ones just because I don't like the way they look. Huh. None wrong with that. Yeah, I'll just be honest with you. I don't like something about those the screw placement. Well, the, the mounting screws always do look a little awkward. Yeah. I like you know a, like a humbuck a covered humbucker. Or, P9 dog ear P90. I, something about those when I before I played guitar, you know, I saw those kind of just shiny metal plates, and I was like, "That's pretty cool." Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is something to that. I think you know, whenever you get kind of like triggered by something early on, you're like, you kind of fall into that. Whenever you see it, you're like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah." That that's like me with with Rick and Beckers. Yeah, I mean, that's just yeah. like I, I I still feel the same way every time I one out to play it or whatever it's just i love the way they look yeah you hate the that's way why they i got play, this though that's really ironic yeah. what's that <laughs> <laughs> kidding no all right uh anyways so um now you we we touched on uh the guitars and and, and uh and pickups i think next in line ah uh, amplifiers yeah so Ooh. this that's interesting um area in my guitar world right now because i am currently without an amplifier oh really Uh, yeah um i so let me just tell you though my background because i i don't like to accumulate too much gear so i move a lot of stuff in and out like on a regular basis so i try to have just like one electric one acoustic you know and like a dozen effects um, and I'll just change out a lot. So for, for right now, I just happen to be in between amps. I sold my, uh, I had a, uh, Roland JC 22 
uh, jazz chorus, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, I basically that's too small of an amp to do anything with. Uh, <laughs> so that didn't work out. But um, in the meantime, what I've been doing, and I don't know if other people do this, I'm in, I'd be interested to find out, but I've been just messing around with plugins to try different amp styles that maybe I, you know, wouldn't have access to otherwise. On the computer. Right. Yeah. Actually, uh, you know, our recent guest, Blackstar, just released the entire, like, basically their their uh, St. James line uh, in a plug-in. And it's, uh, I would definitely check that one out if you're interested in digging into not only different effects and stuff, but like a full amp setup. Yeah, it's cool. Like they, I was trying out this like 59, this Fender, like 59 Tweed Deluxe or something. And, you know, when else are you going to play that amp? Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like shocked, you know, it's a plug-in right at the end of the day, but I was shocked. I was like, so that's what it's all about. Um, so I think plugins are good for that. I think it give people access to stuff maybe they wouldn't otherwise have. Yeah, and and not everybody can do an amp situation in their abode. Oh yeah, I'm representing all the apartment guitarists out there, and I know you're out there <laughs> because it is challenging for us. It is challenging. Yeah, for sure. Um, but fortunately, it it seems as though, and we've talked about this several times on the show that, and you just brought up the plugins part, but even aside from plugins new hardware that is aimed squarely at at sort of a cross section of people which is like sort of like metro giggers and mm. um uh and apartment dwellers which are often the same people <laughs> right um you know this this sort of like literally the amp and a small box thing i mean there's there's a huge array of actual hardware to be able to do that with um which we've talked about ad nauseum, and, and I'm sure most of you are aware of, of many of those things, but they keep getting better and better and better. And that doesn't necessarily mean that they keep getting um, more crazy and more crazy and more crazy. If anything, they've actually gotten away from that a little bit and become simplified so that you don't have to forego your, your pedal you know, lust and everything. You know, so you can have all your pedals and your cake too. Anything. And your headphones, yeah. and nobody, yeah. nobody else has to hear it. <laughs> um, have you explored any of those things, like uh, you know, either the, the HX Stump or the, um, the the Amped line from Blackstar or the Milkman or, or anything like that? Yeah, I have. I when I, so when I had the the jazz chorus, because um, I just wanted a clean bass line kind of sound. I got. I paired it with um, the HX Stomp because mm-hmm. um, I was like, this is during my Strat era. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, this this should be a pretty good um, kind of way to get to know the HX Stomp. Um, and it's a different experience. I mean, it's a different thing. Everything, I guess, is is different, and that's why you try it. In the end, I, f- I found it wasn't for me mm-hmm. um, because I need to be messing around with a variety of different pedals yeah just to, to keep my interest sure um so no, i totally understand that yeah 
Um, and, and that's and to your point, uh, you know, if you need something that's an all-in-one, the, the HX Nubs is, is great for that. Uh, and there's a load of other pedals that you can or or platforms that, that kind of fit that multi everything at your fingertips thing. Um, but then you know we're we're seeing a lot more of the, for lack of better terms, like pedal platform amps. Um, right. There's there's quite a few really great. Um, options for that in case you too are an apartment dweller out there who are listening and or a metro gigger meaning you basically got to put everything on your back and get on you know like the subway or the bus or something so um moving forward what are some of the things that uh you know as a listener of the show and who uh is being exposed to all kinds of different builders and everything in in I guess maybe more recent time, what are some things that have tickled your fancy that, that you maybe want to either learn more about or, or acquire? Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, so over the years I've watched the show kind of, um, grow and, um, develop into something much more than, you know, what it started as and what, I'm seeing more of what I really like are these kind of just like um, deep dives, I guess for lack of a better term, into specific areas of gear or guitars. So um, like I really liked uh, the Rickenbacker um, mm -hmm. <laughs> episode um, because uh, – everyone th those are all the questions everyone had but never asked you know mm -hmm. like every rick and those are guitar like everyone is like what's going on with those uh so i appreciated that and then getting into um the amps too has been really helpful because uh, sometimes amps can be like a a second thought i think with you know you're so focused on your guitar and stuff and um you know, ultimately that amp is what's pushing out the sound. It, it seems as though from the different guests that we've had on the show, uh, and Tony's nodding at me emphatically because he knows where I'm going to go with this, is uh, people seem to be either sort of guitar biased or amp biased as far yeah. as who's the lead horse in their, mm -hmm. in their uh, equipment. Yes. That's a good observation. Yeah, I think that's true because I mean, I mean, there are some people who would argue, well, I can get if I have the right guitar, I can get the same sound out of any amplifier. Well, that, I don't think that that's true. I think it's, yeah. I think you have to find the combination of the two. Mm -hmm. And I think as as Hex Meadows when he was on, and the thing that that stuck with me uh, was you know he's he finally heard the sound that he had in his head when he heard that guy playing a Vox AC30. Yeah, he said. Ah, that's one of those aha moments. Yeah, and to me, I kind of feel the same way because I mean, I grew up, you know, in in, in the eighties, and I mean, we just used whatever we could get. And I had, a, you know, a couple of Fenders. I had some other stuff that I would pick up through a. There was a local music store up in Youngstown, and there were actually some pretty cool stuff that I wish I would have kept. But you know, I can't. Yeah, can't, can't gripe too much about that. But. Um, now I think is the opportunity, and I think as Michio said, by having these digital uh, formats, you can actually try more things out. And I, I, 
I mean, I think if you get if you have a guitar that has the sound that you like, and then you take that to the next level by pushing it through uh, an amplifier or effects pedals or whatever, mm-hmm. it's got to be the combination. But I, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm the, I'm I'm the center line guy. Uh, that you have to... Uh, you have to have both. You have to have both. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I wasn't even suggesting that um, the magic comes from one side or the other. I'm just suggesting that Pete... I think we found that m- most people... Like, Rob is an amp guy. Yeah. Um, Which is ironic because he's extremely particular about the guitars <laughs> he plays. That's true. <laughs> right? Chris, who we just had on, clearly an amp guy. Right. Um, and by the way, he's going to be back. We're going to have him back on. He was uh, the gentleman that joined us on the Marshall uh, show. And it, it, we had a great time with him, and um, and he's local, and he, we want to hang out with him. So, um, but aside from that, um, Jared, well, how would you r- rank yourself? Are you a guitar guy or, or an amp guy? And it doesn't mean you can only be one or the other. But like, which horse edge is out for you? Definitely the guitar. Can't hear you, Peach. The guitar. <laughs> okay. Yeah, definitely the guitar. That's how it all started for me. Yeah. Yeah. See, in Jared's got like twenty-seven amps. So <laughs> yeah, and they're all I, different. So. Uh, twenty-six now. Okay. Do you have yeah, any? Not, not nearly that many. Yeah. Do you have any like high gain, like real, like heavy metal amps? I've never. I think the closest thing I had to that was the last, it was like around the last run of the 5150s in the early 2000s. And I, it was just, I I bought it because I didn't know what I was buying and I thought it was cool to have because it just said it was Eddie Van Halen 5150 made by PV. And uh, I wish I would have kept it because that was the last run of those. And I sold it like a, a dummy and wish I would have kept it. And yeah, it's, it's, it's not usable in my house and for, you know, in front of my, you know, just playing at, at the house. It's just way too loud. You're playing right. in your you, front yard. That's as, the as, as opposed to your marshals. <laughs> yeah, well, any of them, I mean, you have to top box those things to, to really yeah. get the, to get the, the full, uh, to get the whole Monty, what do you call it? The full Monty out of the, out of the head itself. Yeah, that's, that's my dream as an apartment guy to plug into a, like a fifty-one fifty, and because I've, I've always wanted to play loud enough that yeah. I couldn't hear the the strings in the the pick. I had the two twelve combo, and it was heavier than heavy. It was not as heavy as the twin reverb I sold to Zach, just because I didn't want to carry it up the garage steps or the yeah. basement steps. Well, how is he supposed to handle that but, thing? He had a moving company move. <laughs> yeah. So neither of us had to carry it up the stairs. That's the one I bought from Eastside Music. Oh, yeah. We were yeah, yeah. Great sounding amp. And I'm glad Zach has it. But that, um, that is. It is. But yeah, the 5150 was probably the most heavy metal amp I ever owned. And I got a, yeah. it sounded fantastic. I've got, I probably have an old recording somewhere that where I used it. But we had yeah. to put it in a whole no- another <laughs> room in the recording studio and shut the door. Yeah, I imagine. It was crazy. Now, um, if I may answer that same question. Todd? Yes, Todd. Yes. Why don't you answer that same question? Well, I was just about to. Um, I had 
in my in my early years of oh. trying to figure out exactly what I was doing, <laughs> which I just just continued to not know what I was doing. Um, I've told a story about when I had my uh, the uh, PV uh, special one thirty, I believe, and was using a Chandler tube driver. <laughs> Why on, not? On top of that. No, it was a rack mount. Well, of course. Sitting on top of, of it. It wobbled it around. It was ridiculous. I didn't know what I was doing. I had no clue. And so naturally from there, I said, you know what I need is this thing that I saw that's really cheap that I can go get. Uh, and it was a um, a uh, an 80s Randall head, I believe, uh, the RG80, I believe. Um, and... Uh, <laughs> And then I got because I thought, well, clearly I I have to have this kind of thing. But that was a solid I, state head, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, and and uh, then I had a, a like a a, a B style uh, cabinet, mm-hmm. flat flat face, which I actually got from Agent Orange. Oh, that's band. cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's wow. yeah, that was kind of neat. Um, I guess. <laughs> Uh, and it was already bro- broken in. It was already broken <laughs> in, and I put this Randall head on it and had no idea how to EQ it or use it or anything. And it's just, I can't imagine having the having to have had listened to me at because we were starting to gig out at that point in time, and I just I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah, I have and a hard time listening to you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I walked right into that one. Uh, yeah, and, and, and what, what's funny, uh, so I'll, I'll share this really quick. So we used to practice in this studio, um, and it was uh, it, it was like a, uh, a lockout kind of thing, okay? And there was, was in Orange County, and right next to us was uh, Real Big Fish oh. before they got real semi-big. And it was also the, the guy who was managing the studio was the punk skater legend Dwayne Peters. Ah. Uh, so everything was really loud in there. And by the way, I can't even tell you how frustrating it is when you're trying to write songs and, and learn your stuff, and all you're hearing next to you is, <laughs> you know, this insane ska horn stuff. Oh, it's driving such a way. Anyways, we had like a little like, hey, we're going to debut a couple of our new songs and, you know, pull people in there. And people were literally on the floor in front of our equipment, namely mine. Mm-hmm. And on that Randall, there was a channel switcher. And you could have like one or two or, or both channels. Nice. It was like a clean channel and an, and an overdrive. Mm-hmm. In my, in my uh, fever pitch of playing, I stepped on the both. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and my girlfriend at the time was right in front of my amp. And... Clearly, I hadn't thought about what happens if I hit both, and the clean was just way loud, and it was already this huge, dirty signal. And I remember hitting that and looking at the people in front, just just like recoiling in in horror at the sound that was hitting them in the face. And I'm trying to like undo it, and oh, I, it was a mess. I didn't know what I was doing. Mm. Oh well. Yes. We live, all had days live like Live and those. learn. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Well, uh, Michio, uh, I'm going to, as we do with the Poobahs, I, I would like to give you the floor right now just to say, as we're as we're rounding third and heading home, uh, it, 
the floor is yours to say whatever you want to, for, and about the guitar community that we all love and cherish. Oh, cool. Well, thanks. Um, I, you know, I, I, I would just want to say that, um, you know, I know that people get in kind of different, um, rhythms with their relationship with their instrument and stuff. And I'm no different. You know, there are days occasionally when I'm like, I don't want to mess around with that guitar today. I got too many things going on, but, um, you know, I just wanted to share that since I started making like guitar, uh, like a priority in my life, um, you know, I would say it's like improved the quality of my life. Um, nice. yeah. And for me, it's about doing it every day, no matter what. Um, and look, I'm no like, technical guitarist at all i mean i i like to hack around with my co cowboy chords and you know strap my capo on if there's a a non-cowboy chord involved and just convert it to cowboy chords um that's sort of my style but um yeah i think i, I just I, hang in there keep doing it i mean you get better um if you do it every day and um you know being a creative person isn't um, easy sometimes because you've got something to get out and sometimes you just don't have a way of getting it out. But, go let you know, it out. You, you go let it out. There's a great Oasis reference. Um, so yeah, um, you know, it's, it's, um, it's just a wonderful kind of instrument to be involved with because it's like a lifetime uh, journey that you have with it, you know. Uh, like I learn new things about me as a guitarist every day. Um, but I would say, you know, along with kind of just sticking with it, the other thing is, you know, you really got to be true to yourself um, and believe in your playing, you know, as a means of expression. Um, because that's the only way you're going to kind of communicate whatever message you're trying to communicate to other people. Um so, you know, while I don't like, you know, I tend to shy away from things that involve like technical music things because I don't really know, I don't know my notes, uh, if you will. Um, you know, you can still kind of figure things out on your own, but if you, if you, if you trust kind of your own plane, um, you know, your instinct will sort of lead you where you need to go with it, I think. I mean, that's my assessment after, you know, 30 some odd years with the thing. Nice. Yeah. Well, well said. Well yeah. said. Uh, and I, I love what you said about the playing every day. Mm -hmm. you, you don't have to be awesome every day. But exactly. You're, and as a, as someone who is constantly trying to come up with new songs and stuff, um, uh, it is who I'm trying to remember. I just heard this quote recently and it's, it wasn't some like earth shattering thing, but I was like, Oh yeah, duh. It's like, if you don't try, Oh, it, you know who was, it was Seth Rogen. And he was talking about becoming an actor. And he's like, if you don't try, you for sure never will. Exactly. And if you do try, 
you for sure might. <laughs> it was it was to mm-hmm. that you know it's like it, it something will happen if you do it. If you don't, for sure nothing's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. And well, isn't there some comfort in having a sure thing? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I don't know what that. Where are you going with that? I'm just being contradictory. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yes, <laughs> it's true. It's true. If you, I, the, I mean, I got started in like everyone else. I wanted to be like a rock and roll star. Um, now I've never sold an album that hasn't been on Bandcamp, <laughs> but I've still had my rock and roll star moments. Uh, a long kind of, you know, my guitar journey. So, um, you know, your dreams and stuff, they are very attainable. You just got to do the thing. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be someone else's. Just make your own and chase after that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Tony, you yes. know what time it is? Uh, El Camino time. I think so. Let's, let's, let's gas up the El Camino since we've got Jared on board. I like it. We are going to head down to Jared's, pick him up, throw a bunch of old cans on his deck when he's not looking. Oil cans? uh, No, beer cans. Oh, old cans. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you said oil cans. I'll just blow them away into the neighbor's yard with the air blower thing. Nice. (laughs) I love the air blower thing. All right, Jared, what time is it? Ladies and gentlemen, it's come to that time of the show, along with... Our good buddy, Mario. Uh, Did you just have a turkey dinner? What's going on over there? <laughs> yeah, I screwed up your name. I'm sorry. Mario. <laughs> hey, Mario. Ma- Mario Marikichi. All right, let me start that over. <laughs> Mario Marikichi. Yes, he's the, the, he's the Italian Turkish. Yes. I was reading something else while trying to say that. So yes. I, uh-huh. I can't read and say. Obviously. Read something else and say the other thing. Yeah, which is odd because that's usually what you ended up, up, up doing. But anyway, Well, I was <laughs> reading something else and saying something All the right. opposite. Ladies and gentlemen, it's come to that time to the show where we uh, drive the OL Camino up to my house. We play a little game of Would You Rather. So you're walking down the street. And, uh, you know, you see this big gold uh, lamp and you rub it and the genie comes out. Ah, I love the genie. The old genie comes out and he says, oh, you again. I I got, yeah. (laughs) Stop rubbing my (laughs) chin. I got two choices for you. And uh, he sees you wearing an Oasis Uh T-shirt. So he's like, Mm -hmm. hey, you could either, number one, you could play the triangle during uh, a Noel Gallagher concert, <laughs> or the scissors, and and be yeah, and be Noel's pal for the night, or 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 you could have a custom shop Murphy aged nineteen sixty ES three thirty five, and not meet Noel at all, and you won't be his pal. Mm. He'll just. You'll just be known as just another person on the street to him. Wow. Be his pal and play the triangle. Or you get to have a Murphy H. Gibson Custom Shop. Murphy H. 1960 ES 355. Mm -hmm. Noel Gallagher 
signature model. Nice. And that's Ooh. that's red wow. and aged it and it's signed? got gold aged Jeez, gold signed. hardware yes. and the switch and the thing and the other stuff and it looks <laughs> super awesome. Uh-huh. Victoria, bound, Victoria Secret case. Yeah. I, I think they go for 16k. Oh man. So uh, get get a big collector's guitar that's super valuable and it's awesome or be Noel Gallagher's pal and play the triangle in his band. Um, now that, uh, that is interesting. That is interesting. Very, very interesting. I think the genie's getting angry at us. Yeah. He's messing with our brains. Yes. Man. Well, can I, can I ask you a question, Jared? Yeah. So, um, do you only have one triangle or do you have like a set of triangles that you can play and do you get to play the whole night? One single triangle. Mm. And you got to play for one song. Only one song? One song. That's it. No. No. But you get to be his pal. Really? I guess you can sneak in a few dings and dangs and dingles. <laughs> sure. Let's, you know, let's say let's say that. On some other songs, yeah. So he he'll he'll let you play it for a few songs, yeah. Okay. Because you're his pal. All right. Okay. That's a very good one, Jerry. Yes. Let's see. Uh, Tanya? Yes. What are you doing? Um, a lot of people don't know this, but I, I, uh, I have very good triangle pedigree. Mm. Uh, I, I can play a triangle uh, like nobody's business. I'm okay. Re- I'm really, really good at it. Do you and- do the dinner call? i just think for the heck of it and because i you know i'd I'd like to chum up with uh noel a little bit we could talk about his evil brother no Um, no no yes we could no no, his evil brother no yes no he's a bad man no He's a mm. very bad man. Todd's not going to let you say that on here. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's accurate, but well, he broke. I, he I bro- think it might be the know. other way around. He broke Noel's yeah. guitar. Anyways, his original well, three fifty five. Maybe my answer might shed some light on. This. Yes. Okay. okay go well, ahead, I'm subject. doing the I'm doing the triangle <laughs> because I uh, I think it would be kind of fun. You want to be his pal. Okay. And I, I think it, you know there is there is no more sexy instrument than a triangle. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mm. Well okay. said. All right. Uh, let's see. Jared, guitar. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. Really, I mean, Noel, take your Noel's, time. No, Noel's gonna. No, well, my, my the reason being, I think Noel's gonna, even though he'll be my pal for that night, the next night he won't remember who I am. Possibly, you know, he, mm-hmm. but or he might he like, say, "Oh, you're the guy with the triangle." Yeah, yeah, that guy didn't play the triangle the way I wanted him to, so he's I I'm glad he's gone. It's possible, <laughs> you know? It's kind of hard to so, sign a triangle too. So I'd rather just not have him be take a chance of him being disappointed in my triangle skills, and I'll just take the guitar and and you know reminisce and and uh, fantasize about how him and I. Could have been pals. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Michio. Well, um, it would be real cool to be on stage with Noel Gallagher. And I am prob- I could probably f- figure out how to play the triangle, but 
Um, I'm gonna go with a guitar because, what? um, yeah, uh, I'm a Liam guy. Yeah. Uh, so this is oh, Team right. Liam over right. here. Yeah. Oh, here we go. Um, and as long as the feud is still active, you know, I gotta pick a side. So yeah, that's right, fair. Is it, is it just because he sings with his hands behind his back all the time? No. No. I'm gonna answer that for him. <laughs> no, I'm defending. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's a there's a lot more to it, and some people don't get it, and some people do. So, yeah. Most people do, though. That's why the crowds at every single show are just like gargantuan. Mm-hmm. Uh, at Noel's show, you mean? No, no, they're, they're not. Smaller. They're, they're a lot smaller, way yeah. small, like mm. much, much. Liam more. Liam played Nebworth like, like a couple yeah. summers ago. Yeah, and, and he does all the big stuff. Anyways, that was then. No, this is this like this year, like every single year since he left. He's like, it's he's anyways. That's not what are you doing? This is not the thing. Okay, so you're gonna go with the guitar, Michio. The Oasis podcast. All right, uh, Todd, what about you, old chum? Well, he is pale. Uh, you know, triangle. I that is so tempting. However, I, I too, as much. As I really, really am a fan of the whole shebang of Oasis and Noel, and have seen him several times. Um, I, I'm I'm a little bit more in the Liam camp. As far as like as far as the losers, I just don't want. I wouldn't want to ruin it like by me being like, oh, and he's like, and he's so quick witted, and and he's got a razor tongue, and I'm just like. I just would end up feeling like, why, how did I, what happened? I blew it, blah, 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 blah. But you would have a triangle. I would. But in this case, um, I would have, yeah. Oh, man, that's, that's really tough. No, actually, you know what? I will take the stage. I'm going to forego the guitar. Yeah. I'm going to forego the guitar. And I'm going to, I'm going to, because um, I would be up there for at least, uh, like, like maybe rock and roll star or something like that, you know, like, okay. Cause that's my, that's my favorite one. You'll be front and center too. When you play it. I, I like right. that. I like yeah. that. Um, and yeah, that's a really good one. That's a hard one for, for yeah, a fan. Like that's that. a really Question. hard one for a fan. <laughs> well done, Jared. Um, Thank you. and, uh, all right. Well, uh, we need to say some thanks to some very special people. Yeah. Special thanks to Liam Gallagher. Um, no, there's point of the show. There's a special group of people. We love to thank Todd. These are our executive producers. Now an executive producer makes this show possible. How do you become an executive producer? It's very easy. You go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs and check out a couple different levels in which you can participate, become a sponsor, a patron, a hero of this organization. Mm, that's that right. we like to call the guitar knobs. That's right. Now each level comes with some very nice thank you gifts. Very nice things. This and, and you know, I said earlier, I love getting cool stuff in the mail. Yeah. Trust me, you sign up, you're gonna get some cool stuff in the mail. And that's right. we give away as much stuff as we possibly can. We give away more than more than price is right. The price is I right. Like, I would love to give more stuff away. And by the way, if, if you're a builder and you want to get stuff in people's hands, we can. We would be happy to make that happen. Yeah, let's make it happen. Even, you know, 
stickers and pics and all the good stuff yep. like that. But as an executive producer, there's one thing more. Jared, what would that be, please? You get to have your name read on the thing. Your name read on the thing, and that's what I'm going to do right now. So special thanks to these executive producers. Do it! Moon Guitars, Vader and Pedals, John Helverson, Rick Calhoun, Trevor Gunberg, Elad Mizrahi, Mike D., Richard Kendall, Mark Garton, James White, Justin Jones, Anthony Gemalero, Bill Gola Guitars, John Esterly, Anthony Lathrop, Stefan Lamb, Michael Senchuk, Ken Sayers, Doug Christ, Darren Gregory, Tom Brazen, Rusty Sneeden, Ralph Gottschalk, Don Kloss, Gregory Randall, Brett Hogarth, Eric Hemmer, Stuart George, Michael Furman, James Bell, James Romer, Cameron Pampas, David Tyndall, Trevor Ellenberg, and Christopher Logan. Yeah. Yay! Yes. But wait. What? Wait, there's another group of executive producers. We like to call them our Grand Poobas. These are the top of the heap, the cream of the crop. King of the hill. And they have a fez. If it's not being in a box, being moved to a no location, to wear upon their head whilst listening to the podcast. And at the same time. That is correct. So special, special thanks. Special, special, special thanks. That's three specials. To these grand poobas. Tommy Manasco, Ricardo Iguereta, David Kaminga, Brandon Wan Pickups. That's right. Hex Matos, Bob Crouch, Jack Cadian, Sam Jett, Tyler Rines, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, James Pennington, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Cody Foster, Science of Sound, Brian Robison, Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, Michael Van Zant, Tim Nowak, Jonathan Daly, Martin Cliff, Sean S. 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 David Poe, Billy Spitfire Unlimited, Congregation Gear Demos, Paul Van Eppinger, Scott Sullivan, Great Lakes Guitar Pickups, Matt Hart, Enrico Fernando. And am I forgetting someone? Mm, I think that's pretty pretty. Oh, wait. Uh, oh! Michio Murakishi! That's you! <laughs> Michio Marikishi. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's what I say when I hear it when I'm listening uh, and I'm not on the show. I go, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) You'll listen to it again and say that at the same time. Oh, that'll be weird. It'd be in stereo. Yeah. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Michio, we want to thank you and all of the other supporters of the show uh, for the support. As we mentioned at the beginning of the show, uh, it is so helpful to us and uh dare i say critical critical Uh, so if you are someone who has been enjoying the show and you are thinking about becoming an executive producer or a grand poobah just please do that that would be really great we would love it thank you pull the lever all righty uh michio where can people connect with you uh in the guitar world online I am on Instagram, and my handle is at mmurakishi. That's M-M-U-R-A-K-I-S-H-I. You might also find some hiking videos on there, because when I'm not playing guitar, I love to hike. Nice. There you go. Nice. 
Uh, Tanya. Go over to PickGuardian.com. Check out some of the things that I have available for sale. But by and large, what I do is custom work. So shoot me an email. Let me know what you're trying to do, what you need, what color you want. You know, I can I rephrase how you just said that? Sure. If you're looking for something special. Special. If you want to make the guitar that you have even more yours. More yours. A PickGuard is a great way to do that. And you can do that through the PickGuardian. And it makes a wonderful Christmas gift. It does. Uh, Jared? You can get a hold of me on Instagram, jared.allen.brandon. Uh, throw me a line. Uh, ask me a question about pickups or Gibsons or guitars or whatever you want. Sausages. Yes. Uh, that would be shotgun shells. Smoked shotgun shells on the oh, smoker. Those are so let's exchange s- smoking recipes for smoking stuff. Nice. <laughs> okay. Right. All right. Uh, you can shoot me an email, Todd, at theguitarnobs.com. You can also DM me on Instagram, and I will send whatever you uh, want to Tony and or Jared as well. Uh, hey, on, how about how about if Instagram. we have them? Hang on, the handle, hey, hey, at hey. Guitar Knobs. Now speak. How about we have these folks send in some uh, would you rather's? I would love that. Would you rather's are fantastic. Yes. And, and anything that you uh, feel like commenting on. We get great messages from people. I love to get those. Yes. Um, so please don't be afraid. Just uh, connect. You know, that's what it's all about, anyways. We're a friendly as bunch. She said earlier on. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been fantastic. Michio, thank you so much for coming on the show, bud. Oh, so much fun, guys. Thank you. You are welcome. And um, we wish everyone a fantastic guitar week. Go listen to the Valentinos. New stuff dropping. Uh, a couple more singles coming out. <laughs> and subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you're so glad you're prepared. I'm the most prepared. <laughs> This is Michio Murakishi. Ah! <laughs> Todd didn't, wouldn't even tell me. <laughs> no. I told you, Tony. Okay, let's see. Uh, the winner of this quiz gets a uh, punch in the nose. Count to ten. Let me refresh, okay. and you guys come back in, okay? Okay. All right. Sounds like a plan. Okay, bye. Jared just went like ten. <laughs> Count to ten. Ten. Hey. Yeah. All right. Matching okay. voices. Yes. And, and what Jared will do is he'll sit back, way back in his chair, and then when he wants to say something, yeah. he comes right up to it and he says it like this. Yeah. See, could you hear oh, the chair? Are you? Are you back yeah. In my chair and then coming up and saying stuff. Yeah. Sitting back yeah. in my chair. <laughs> I mean that's yeah. pretty good. That's yeah. That's that's kind of like a mod- got a modulation effect yeah. kind of going on. Yeah. He, he he was modulated as a young child yeah. on his head. Well, yes. that, yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> right, just switch it. So uh, let's, it let's talk about it. Hang, just, on, hang on, let me hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. How about you, Tadisha? Well, that's that doesn't sound good. <laughs> um, okay, so. Oh, I'm let me say this. Get a little bit of this. No, that, no that's, that's not, not it. That isn't it. 
Let me get a little oh, yeah, bit yeah, of yeah. this. Yeah, but that was good. I mean, that had the spirit in it. That was good. It did. Yeah. It's, he sounded he kind of constipated. He had the wrong script. I think he was constipated. Uh-huh. Can't you just use it? No. No. Do it. <laughs> do it right or go home. Let me get a little. Okay. Yes. I, I love um, circus peanuts. I do, too. We do, we're a minority. <laughs> Everybody hates them. I know, except us. <laughs> I do for, love circus for, peanuts. I mean, they're just so sickening but I hate, sweet. I hate peeps. Oh, peeps are peeps yeah. gross. That is the garbage of candy. That's like your favorite thing to send. Yeah, it was really dumb, and I liked it, and it was funny, so I sent it to you. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. That's the best reason. Yeah. Uh, uh, Easy for you to say. I know. <laughs> right. So, uh, uh, hey, caveman, that's, caveman. It, it is shocking. <laughs> I didn't realize that I stuttered so much until until I started doing this show. Like it was crazy. I, I still will listen. I'm like, oh my gosh! It's like my mouth is like a pair of Fred Flintstone feet. Hey now. <laughs> People. <laughs> ah, easy. Ah, Excuse me. If a car ran on sugar, then so would you like to talk right. about your mother? Oh dear, that was a slip. Oh my goodness, <laughs> circus peanuts, peanuts, uh, peanuts. You know what I well, love? The candy corn is good after all the Snickers are gone. You know. You want these for the prize box? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, what is it? <laughs> Nothing for you, man. <laughs> oh. Is it candy corn? <laughs> okay, here we go. See, Michio, see how this is all baked? I love yes. it. This Great. is how the sausage is made. <laughs> yeah, don't tell anyone. <laughs> and away we go. Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs visit our website at the for all of our past episodes four on the floor blog and other good stuff you can connect with us on social too at our facebook page and share your gear and stories on our facebook group also be sure to check out our instagram at guitar knobs catch you next time